Creating a property investing plan is arguably the most important thing a property investor can do as part of their property investing journey. And to talk us through that and give us some top tips, it's David Johnson from Property Planning Australia joining us for episode three of this special bonus podcast series covering the property investing journey from start to finish. I'm your host, Mike Mortlock from MCG Quantity Surveyors, and today we've got David to talk Walk us through how to create a property investing plan. Here's David. David Johnson, thanks for coming back on Geared for Growth. Always a pleasure, Mike. So we, of course, had a, a great long-form interview about your pet subject and your how you got started in property and all that sort of stuff, and I definitely would recommend people go and check that out. But you're here today because we're at that point where we've got some money. We've, we've saved for a deposit or we've pulled some money out of equity, and in this little series, it's you know how not to fail as a property investor, and another way to put that is how to create a property investing plan. Um, that's obviously your bread and butter, David. How often do you come across people that want to get invested into property, but they the planning side is a bit of an afterthought? Yeah, look, I suppose in uh, general life that's that's pretty common. Um, but people who come to our business obviously know our specialities of property planning and mortgage strategy, and so probably you know one in two who come to us are actually looking for a property plan. So they've been listening to our marketing, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that is great, but it's not necessarily representative of the investors out there, right? If they're in your ecosystem, then they, you would have really drummed that home is that you've really got to have a plan and the properties that you select have got to fit into that plan, right? 100%. I, look, I would say the reality is one in 50 to 100 if that have a plan and... Um, that is, you know, why we went down this path with, with our business and we thought Australians deserve to have an opportunity to develop a property plan for accumulating our most expensive asset and, you know, the lion's share of most people's wealth throughout their lives. Um, you know, there's a whole financial planning industry, yet there I, I was flabbergasted to discover as a young 20-something that there was no property planning industry. Yeah, which is, just seems crazy too, especially when you go to a financial planner and you talk about property and they say, oh, well, I, I'm not qualified to give you advice on that. So, you know, like, have you heard about the stock market? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's um, pointing towards one direction, isn't it? They, it's channeled that way and, you know, that's what the licensee requirements are. But um, when you think residential prop, the residential property market's worth about, you know, five or six times the value of the, the Australian stock market, it's it's a little bit odd that, um, you know, financial planners can't actually provide people with property advice. And again, there isn't that there's no property planning industry. So we're, we're aiming to change that. Yeah, and uh, you've, you've come a long way on that so far. And, and I think it's absolutely important. I mean, just, just going and investing in property um, I think is really flying blind. And we know that the stats show that the, that the average person that gets interested in investing in property and purchase a property, they don't necessarily get to a point in, say, property holdings that you would assume they have fundamentally changed their financial future. Have you got many stats on that? Yeah, so um, 
Anne-Marie, my um, EA, very kindly looked up a few stats just prior to our podcast and only 5.75% of people own one investment property. If you move to two investment properties, it's only 1.42% of the population and it's it's pretty much half of 1%. So one in about more than what 200 own three investment properties. And for most people to replace your income, um, to set yourself up for retirement, you really need to own two to three investment properties. So it shows how rare it is to be able to achieve these really important milestones to set yourself up for what we call the flexibility stage of life. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree more. And I think whatever the magic number is, of course, it depends on the type of property, but it's almost certainly that one isn't that number. And, you know, unless it's one property you bought in cash in Mossman, but I mean, who's doing that? Uh, certainly no, no one I know. Um, David, we've been trying to come up with a bit of a, a metaphor for each episode and on the sort of the main geared for growth, I'm talking about, you know, eat your veggies before you have your lollies and the lollies is the, the hot spot and the veggies are having a bit of a plan. You've got some you've got some choice ones as well, I understand. Yeah, so I put this out to a couple of members of the team and our property manager, Aaron, uh, suggested the plan is the recipe. So... Uh. It is uh, the ingredients for determining the outcome that is the successful meal um, of your property investment journey through to retirement. So that was that was one metaphor. I, li- I like that because, I mean, you could go, look, what's in the cupboard, chuck it in the pan, and you'll jag it every now and then, right? Depending on your, on your cupboard, of course, you could, you could throw a bit of, uh, I don't know, a bit of tuna and rice and tomato sauce and you'll get something somewhat edible. And if you're at university, you'll get, you know, your breakfast, lunch and dinner for four years. Yeah. But, <laughs> Toast um, and cheese sandwiches all... with some, maybe some herbs and spices on top if you're lucky. Yeah, that was exactly. my university um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Anyway, <laughs> oh, there you go. I mean, that's actually quite fancy, to be honest, mate. You're obviously from the uh, from the good schools, um, but yeah, I mean, just a country also... boy, Mike. I grew up in the country. <laughs> <laughs> But, of course, if you're chucking things at random into the pan, you know, you might get your rice and your tuna, but you may also get a bit of, say, borax or, you know, pinocleen. You know, it's, it's a dangerous game. So <laughs> Bicarbonate <metaphor>, soda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, we're stretching it. But um, it, it, I think it, it uh, elucidates the point uh, that planning is really, really important. So I, I want to get into some top tips from you as a property planning expert to help property investors to not fail in their property investing journey? Yeah, so um, first top tip is have an income goal for retirement. Now, a lot of people don't know where to start, so where I'd recommend starting is look at your living expenses minus your loan repayments, assuming that you'd like to have all your loans paid off by the time you reach retirement. And for what um, it, for many people, is a very significant expense. All the costs associated with your children, <laughs> who hopefully will have moved out, then your remaining living expenses gives you a good sense of what you might like to be spending um, in retirement. Now, the reality is, we most people spend actually less on their living expenses the older they get. Um, but you, you know, you might want to be a high f- 
high flying in retirement, but there's a good place to start. Have a clear goal on the income you would like to be earning from your investment properties, you know, and your super and any other investments such as shares that you have. <clears throat> and then you've got a clear target to focus at because you know if we don't know where we're heading, we're pretty pretty sure we won't get there. <laughs> and uh, you know most people don't have this kind of basic goal. So that's certainly one tip. Awesome. Would, you would you like me to throw out a couple more? And yeah, I mean, please. I mean, that 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 sort of strikes me as being so simple, right? And I wonder how many people do that. But at the end of the day, why are you investing in property? Well, it's it's for your future and your retirement, and mm. and yeah, like it does seem crazy to to not have a, a target. But I wonder how many people would do even that basic step. And here I was thinking your steps were all going to be complicated, and you know maybe I'll pick a couple of the easy ones. I mean, that's pretty damn easy, right? Yeah, look, I think the process of property planning and is is reasonably complex, and you know it takes some time, investment, and you know goal setting and thinking through what you want in out of your life. Um, and it's it, that's from a financial perspective and a lifestyle perspective because it's the only asset class we live in. So developing a property plan isn't straightforward, but I guess some of the key tips are pretty simple, and so. That's one of them. You know, another one would be buy as soon and as often as you can afford to, whilst always having your long-term home in mind. So you don't derail your strategy and have to sell, which is probably the most common mistake we see for people. Um, so just feeding into that, um, hot tip number two would be focus on where you would like to live long-term. If your goal is to get married and have a family, it's likely you will. So think about where would be an ideal world to live and ensure each property decision is working towards that because it's actually the family home that often forces people to sell properties that they've accumulated up to that point. And so people tend not to, one of the big derailers of properties, people tend not to look beyond sort of one to three years ahead. And it's, often is that the home that forces people to sell existing properties or totally derails their ability to um, to purchase, as per the numbers just showed us, two, three, four investment properties. Yeah. And, And when you think about selling a property, you've got to think about what that means in real terms. It means that, you know, the stamp duty that you've paid uh, originally is is gone. There's a huge opportunity cost, and if you're forced to to sell it, it's probably because you've put yourself into a pretty dodgy position with you know cash flow and, and it being negatively geared. And a lot of investors, I think, think negative gearing is is exciting because it's like free money, but you only get it if you're losing money. So <laughs> I think that's a bit of a that's a bit of a slippery slope that one. But that's great advice, Ab. Yeah, it's a bit of a misnomer, is it? As if negative gearing is a positive thing in and of its own accord. It means you're losing money (laughs) on an investment. Uh, (laughs) What else have you got for us? So another another hot tip uh, is set up an effective money management system with we uh, talk about three specific buckets, the grow, life and fun bucket. And um, when your salary increases... Keep some of it. Don't just spend it all on um, and upgrade your the quality of wine you're drinking. Um, 
make sure that you trap some of those savings each each time your salary increases. Now, I've got to say you really lost me on this one because, you know, I've, I've mentioned on the podcast a few times when the salary goes up, my sort of uh, the, the shelf that I look for my Shiraz sort of goes up a notch and I go from my $11 special to the 18 one, you know, maybe the <laughs> Umu or something like that. But um, this is a very serious thing, though, because, like, I, I, I've heard from people, buyers, agents that have had clients that are on... 300 odd grand a year but they have no money and if they lose their jobs they're in real trouble because they have wine uh subscriptions and they have a share in a super yacht and it's so easy to ratchet up your lifestyle expenses and it's it's a human thing too right because i've worked hard i've got a promotion so i need to treat myself with uh, a trip to aspen skiing yeah so we do tend to increase our spending relative to uh, where we live and the people we hang around with and uh, that can sort of entangle us in the old keeping up with the Joneses and so certainly, you know, monitoring um, your expenditure and doing things like, you know, buying the cheapest car your ego will allow you to drive in, um, these these kinds of considerations, you know, being frugal without being a... Um, being too tight and you know being generous where it's appropriate with with friends and what have you but just just finding that right balance so you continue to trap more income because it it actually doesn't take that much surplus cash flow to fund an investment property particularly with rates as low as they are and when you factor in tax deductions yeah and there's the compounding effect as well right so you you're chipping away and uh and and then hopefully you get the snowball effect so um yeah the money management has got to be part of the system to get to the second and third and fourth property right because you can't just sort of get that one and and then just say oh i'm an investor now so i've made it yeah and a money management system isn't something you set up in a week and then uh never look at again you need to revisit it each month, you know, as your circumstances change, you take on another mortgage, you have your first child, your second child, you settle down with your partner, you, you, uh, you need to keep revisiting as, li- as life evolves because generally your uh, expenses will be growing <laughs> over the journey and you'll have more things to manage. Yes, things, not things to mention, you know, expenses. the new iPhone's coming out and that's going to be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> that's not i'm i'm just i'm just trying to annoy you david i know that's all the sort of stuff that your management management plans uh (laughs) teach us to be wary of um one thing that i know that you're you're quite expert in is is um the point where property investors get sort of stuck where they physically can't buy another uh, property because of the way that they've structured their mortgages and that sort of stuff can you share some insights around that yeah, look, most people or almost everyone we sit down with who owns multiple properties, we can find some sort of problem with their mortgage strategy, whether that be they're not optimising their tax deductions, they're not preserving their tax deductions, they're not um, therefore optimising, you know, they might be in a stepping stone home that they would like to keep as an investment property in the future when they purchase the long-term home. Uh, they might, there might be some different ways they could be managing their risk through their mortgage strategy they haven't considered. They may not be optimising the use of offset accounts. 
So, you know, an effective mortgage strategy is certainly one of the critical pieces to um, buying, holding and accumulating a property portfolio to set set yourself up uh, for retirement as part of your property plan. Yeah, and certainly people fall foul of that um, all the time. It's obviously something that you're an expert in and, and, and I assume um, mortgage brokers that work with property investors um, need to be uh, across that, of course. Um, you've got one more for us, is that right? Yeah, so the final uh, top tip is analyse what drives location and asset outperformance. So individual property type outperformance. It, it's it's not rocket science, um, but, you know, property is pretty forgiving. If you get it 80% right, you know, you, you can do reasonably well. Um, but take the time to understand what drives location and asset performance once you've de- determined the strategy for your next property decision, which means understanding the price point, and the location that you're going to buy in because um, people often just don't take that time and, you know, they purchase an underperforming asset and or they try to get a bit too funky with the property strategy and, um, you know, that can cost them. Yeah. I mean, that's so critical that we've got a few episodes that I think we're going to dedicate to, you know, finding those locations and understanding the drivers and demographics and that sort of stuff. But obviously it's it's so important for you to, to mention because I'm assuming people come to you and they go, you know, I heard Adelaide's really kicking off right now or I've got a friend that bought a unit in, in Piermont and he's getting a great rental return. So that's not really t- <laughs> ticking that box for you, is it? No, that's um, putting the cart before the horse to uh, throw in another analogy. Love uh, it. <laughs> Three metaphors in one episode. I mean, you know, you're welcome, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, planning is really about setting your goals, understanding where you want to go, looking down the path and then working backwards so your next property fits in with your longer-term planning, which is really important if you've got a future home somewhere in that plan because you know if you don't plan for how that future home is going to fit in it could derail everything and um, once you work back and you get clear on the strategy uh, for that next property decision then you know we start getting to the sexy part of location and dwelling type yeah and and we will get there and i know that you you enjoy that part of it but this is just such an important episode in the series because, you know, what do they say? Failing to plan is planning to fail. I mean, it, it might seem like a little bit like homework, but how much do you care about the end outcome? Do you want to own one property that, you know, sort of is a bit of a pain in the backside with maintenance and not really doing much? Or do you want to be a multiple property investor that has, you know, freedom tickets to spend uh, later on in life. So I think for me that puts it in um, context. So, Dave, those are awesome tips. Um, I've written a couple of notes or recap. You know, having an income goal, you had a great tip about the living expenses um, and, and you know, deducting the mortgages and kids' expenses, you know, buying as soon as and as often as you can and, and avoiding having to sell uh, the money management system and don't 
spend more on Shiraz when you get a pay rise. Mortgage strategy, of course, is a big one. Um, and yeah, don't buy a property because somebody said it's good. Take some time to understand what drives asset prices and, and, and helps you to find a property that over um, overperforms over the long term. So that's absolutely fantastic advice. I thank you for your time and, and wisdom today. And I, and I would love everybody listening to forward this to a, to a friend, someone that's interested in property investing or a property investor, because I just think that this planning part of it is the biggest area that property investors fall down. So I would love anyone that's listening to this to, to forward a, a copy of this uh, podcast to a friend that's a property investor or considering getting involved in investing because I think this is the one area that property investors really fall down on and I think it's, it's, the, it's the real gap between what they're trying to achieve and what they're actually achieving in property investing. So David, thank you for being out there fighting the good fight. My pleasure, Mike. Always a pleasure catching up with you. Look we'll forward have you to our next soon. bottle of Shiraz. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'll see if I can get a pay rise and we'll get some good stuff. Yeah, we'll spend $18. <laughs> Cheers, David. Cheers. The Give for Growth Property Investing Podcast is presented by our business, MCG Quantity Surveyors. If you're an investor or a property professional looking to get the best tax depreciation deductions for yourself or your clients, please get in touch with us at mcgqs.com.au. It's our mission to help as many property investors as we can to maximize their claims and maximize their property education as well.